When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. And actually, it's Purple Access, Judd Zolgad, executive producer Declan Goff, and Chip Scoggins, <laughs> Star Tribune sports columnist, my buddy, and more importantly, the biggest Tennessee Volunteers fan, <laughs> along with Manny Hill, that you know, Chip, all right. The floor is yours. Yeah. You came through. You're wearing the Peyton jersey. Um, take us through what I think is one of the best sporting events of the year. Forget football. One of the best sporting events of the year. But I was nervous watching it, and you love this team. I was I was a mess. Um, someone asked me if it was fun. I don't know if it was fun. It was nerve-wracking. It was fun when, it, when that knuckleball uh, – I don't know how – I've watched that kick probably a million times. I don't think he was tipped. I think he kicked it that way, which I don't know how you can kick a ball that way to make it knuckle like that. Um, I thought it had no chance. When I saw the trajectory and the way that ball was rotating, I thought, okay, this is we're going to overtime. Um, I think I aged about 30 years in those three hours watching that game. It was incredible. I know. I know. I, I got to be honest, when, when we fumbled and they – scooped it up and scored, my thought was, all right, we hung with them for a long time, and it was a good game, but it's just not meant to be, right? From that moment to be able to win it, when Alabama had a chance to kick the game, win a field goal, I I, I just can't believe it. I'm just in – I was stunned and elated and uh, drank a lot of surly beers that night celebrating. Um, I didn't have the the victory cigar um, as – Everybody in Tennessee did. That's the thing. If you the winner of that game, third Saturday October, you get the, the victory cigar in the locker room. It's allowed, I think, uh, in the stadium. Probably not allowed. And we tore the goalpost down. It made it down Cumberland Avenue. Is we call it the Strip. That's where yep. all the bars are. That's when you're freshman sophomore. You hang out there. Yep. The the goalpost made it to the Strip, and then we took it to the Tennessee River after that. So it had it had a good journey out of the stadium. Um, it's nice to have to get new goalposts. And it's also nice to be playing UT Martin this week to have a, <laughs> to have a uh, breather before we get back into it. We got Georgia in a couple weeks. Yeah, I know. This is, oh, it, this is the SEC, my man. It's basically <laughs> better than the National Football League. <laughs> yeah, well, offense. Yeah. You watch, how about those offenses? And, and I, I know some people be like, I don't like this kind of football. You got to be able to play some defense. I like it. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> I like when you're just throwing it up and down the – up and down the field. So it was fabulous. I mean, long time coming, 16 straight years losing to them and not only losing, just feel like you had no chance. And then 
I knew it was going to be a good game. I, I predicted last week. I, you know, uh, I thought we'd win because I, I just felt like this was our year. I love this offense. I love this this quarterback and the coach. And um, we're not done yet, boys. We got the playoffs still out there. The the carrot is out there. So yeah, so it was fun. I saw your tweet. I believe your tweet because you didn't tweet a lot during the game, but I believe I you did tweet. Yeah. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I felt like it. I didn't want to tweet a lot because. I always feel like that jinxes it. Like when we're playing well, <laughs> if I, I can't believe. I feel like it jinxes it. But then when it got to where I was going to vomit, um, it literally felt like I was going to vomit. I felt like I better to put that out there publicly so people knew I was. <laughs> I love it. That I, I was ag- that I was agonizing. Have you ever been so nervous in a game you feel like you're going to vomit? I felt that way. I bet. Uh, I bet. Yeah. Vikings fans. You probably North felt Star- that. North Stars. Young Judd Twins World Series. You probably North- felt that way. Game seven. Uh, more so game seven of the Western conference finals, 1984, going to overtime against the blues to get to the conference finals. I was just yeah. a mess. I was a complete <laughs> mess. I thought I was going to puke. Well, it's funny. And then they won. You know, so that's the thing. It's like, you, you know, for one night I got to experience what fans feel all the time. Yes. You know, cause we, we just don't get to do it. Like we root for stories, good, right. bad, indifferent, whatever you look, you root for drama. Um, but to be that emotionally vested, I mean, it was going to be a hard evening in Sunday if they had lost that game. I do think, in all seriousness, Chip, that that is a candidate for one of the best sporting events, if not the best of the year. Yeah, I would, you know, I'd have to think back. But, I mean, just the drama and if you know the backstory with, you know, the, the rivalry and how many years it's been and yep. and just pure just playmaking. Look at the plays that those offenses – we put 52 points on Bama, which does not happen. Right. You know, and then the, you know, I, I thought we lost the game twice with, with the, with the scooping score. And then when they had the ball to kick the field goal, I thought, okay, there's no way you're going to overcome it a second time. Right. And then to still have time to, to kick a knuckleball. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. It, it was, I'm biased of course. Um, but in my lifetime, I, you know, still the national title game. Is is the epic for me uh, when they won the national title? Oh, but that, that that's yeah. number two. That's number two on the list for sure. Outstanding. Well, congratulations. Thank you Thank for you. for uh, donning the Peyton jersey. We appreciate that. All right, it's bye week for the the Vikings. I I want to get your thoughts on this. They're five and one. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of room for improvement. The offense is coming off a game against the Dolphins in which they didn't look good. How do you how do you sort of rectify five and one with with what we're seeing, which is statistically not great, uh, situationally at times very good, which is why they've won five games. But like, just give me your yeah. ten thousand foot view of this team at the bye week. Yeah, if you looked at it in a vacuum, you probably you you probably think about it different than if you look at Judd. The, the NFL is just not good teams. And so if you're going to agonize over style points and the fact that they haven't played efficiently throughout, I would say look around at every other fan base. I mean, I think there's like three teams that you would say are, you know, are really high-level teams. I think everybody else is just somewhere trying to figure it out. And so um, if honestly, if I'm the Vikings, not only do I feel encouraged by 5-1, and one, I feel encouraged by their 5-1 and one and they haven't played that uh, smoothly yet that there's still a lot of room for growth. And so, yep. Um, I would say they're inconsistent, but opportunistic. They, they know they're, 
they're finding and figuring out ways to win games when they're when they're not their best. Now, as this goes along, and they you know if if they keep winning, and I think uh, the expectation will probably change because you're like, okay, now if you're getting the playoffs, you are going to have to play better than what you've shown. You're going to have to be more consistent offensively, defensively. But I, I, I think if if you're O'Connell. You got to be just ecstatic to where you're at because you know you, your team has a lot of room for growth, and you're sitting here at five and one uh, versus having a, you know, some other record yeah. that that, and you're losing these games. Yeah, and you are now. It's not that you're playing well, but you are now, and th- this is where I give O'Connell and the team credit. You're winning the games that you didn't win last year, and that everyone's like, well, if you take that game, and then you take that game, and it's like, no, you lost those games for a reason. Um, yeah. So. I guess I, I would be hypocritical to now say, well, if you take uh, the Dolphins yeah. game and flip that and flip, you know, I mean, this is, to your point, this is this league. Yeah. Like you don't, for the most part, you don't blow teams out. Games are goofy. Teams, I think you're right, flat out aren't good. And so the most important thing, like the starting point is this, find a way to win games and the Vikings are in 2022 and in 2021 for all we tried to say well they could have won 12 games they didn't come close you know yeah you know it's funny and and Cousins uh quote was after the game was right he's like last year he was sitting there telling himself I feel like we're playing well but somehow some way we're losing these games and this year it's the exact opposite where you feel like hey they're not playing that well but they're winning well you'd rather have that way (laughs) than the other I mean it's just um but I, it'll be interesting. Uh, O'Connell had that quote uh, that he said. I think it, I, I want to make sure I get it right or paraphrasing that they're being defended differently than maybe they anticipated. And so I think this bye week's good mm-hmm. for them to figure out what teams, how teams are approaching them, um, and you know why the offense is is not really uh, efficient or, or as efficient as it, as it should be. Yep. Um, and then, you know, jump back into it. But uh, I think just I think the buy is a perfect time for them to kind of decompress and see what's going well, and what's not going well, and how they can you know start to play better. And don't you think, Chipper, both offensively and defensively, that there are certain things? Uh, and because you you know you play three exhibition games now, in which you don't play your guys, I think this is a work in progress too, as far as seeing who fits and who doesn't fit. Like there were assumptions made. But yeah. offensively, like, I am flat-out surprised. K.J. Osborne has played a far small, smaller role than I expected. Irv yeah. Smith is far more inconsistent than I thought. Adam yeah. Thielen is starting to show – I mean, he still can catch the ball, but he's starting to show age. So I think the other really important thing here is, uh, just from a personnel standpoint, of making decisions. Like, you're, I think O'Connell and his staff are finding out a lot about their players. Well, yeah, and it's – a lot of it too is just it's weird. Like they'll have these stretches where you're like, God, they're just playing poorly, and then they make a play, and it changes the game. Like it's a you know, an interception or you know a, a Jefferson long you know catch and run, or they have a drive that they just look like boom, 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 boom. They march down and score. It's like what is preventing them from be, having that consistency? That's what I you know I'm curious about. Where they have these lulls. And every team's going to have it. It's not like you're not going to play every game perfectly. But it seems like there's – it's like a quarter, two quarters, you know, that they're having Absolutely. Where, they, where they're not doing anything. Um, so they, then they just kind of, you know, 
it flips and then they look like, you know, they look like they're uh, well oiled. So, um, but that's what this, the personnel thing, that's what this whole year is about, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Cause they didn't turn over the roster. I think they said, let's evaluate it with their own eyes and not just make assumptions based off what happened last year. Evaluate this entire roster this year and figure out, okay, who, who's staying and who's not going to be part of the future. And so I think that's, that's probably what we expected they would do. What's your bye week grade for Kirk Cousins? Well, you mentioned hypocritical. We've knocked him for years for his one loss record. So yep. if, you, if you're going to tell me that, I'm going to say, A, if you're going to tell me statistically and how it looks, B minus. I mean, this is the statistically, is this the worst yes. of his in, career? Six games in, yeah. Is he a C? Is it average? Um, but But again, We've we've said this guy's you know can't win the games you know five hundred quarterback well he's not a five hundred quarterback this year so if we're going to evaluate him based off record previous we need to value him based off record this year but I I don't know other than to say this is a new offense and he's trying to figure it out yep. on the fly is the reason why the the, the stats have dipped um, I don't think it's anything physically I don't think it's like okay he's hit it like a running back or he's hit a clip I don't think it's anything like that I just think it's the newness of it, right? I, I, that's the only thing I can put my, my finger on. Well, yeah, and I don't know that. So it, I give him credit, okay, because he has led late game drives that he previously, he started to do it last year a bit, but before that, it felt like, you know, it was a lost cause. I think his first two years here, he officially led one fourth quarter game winning drive. So I, yeah. give, him, I give him credit for that. Uh, but the one thing we don't know, too, is this. You know, for all we said, well, O'Connell's going to come in here and install an offense and it's going to be Kirk and O'Connell hand in hand, arm in arm, and it's going to work perfectly. We didn't know that. And I would love to pump O'Connell full of truth serum, sit him down and say, what do you think so far? Because the one thing I've seen is this, and I give O'Connell credit, but it's probably not ideal. I think he is defaulting to some Kubiak things that Kirk does well um, to make Kirk comfortable, which, by the way, is probably very, very smart. But I don't sure. know that's O'Connell's long-term plan for an ideal quarterback to run yeah. this team, you know, two or three years down the road. Well, it wasn't interesting uh, a couple times in that Miami game uh, when the when the TV cameras uh, caught them talking outside. It was pretty tense. It was pretty tense. And I think it, Cousins addressed that afterwards. So, there, I mean, there's definitely frustration on either how it's working, what he's not seeing, uh, you know, Cousins – you know, he said afterwards he likes being coached hard. So I think they're trying to figure this out, both of them. Like, what can Kirk do? What, what, how much offense is this? You know, um, but it, it is interesting that it feels like Cousins in his answers has been more revealing this year than what we've had in the past. Yes. He's do you a, agree? I, I agree 100%. And, and I think that Kirk Cousins is embracing for the first time since he signed here being Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Which is not a macho, I'm in charge guy. It's this goofy wearing the bling goofy, dude. Yeah, yeah he's, he's kind of embracing his his dad. Yeah. His dad role. Which good for him. I'd rather see that. Yeah. Well, be yeah, who you are. Be who you are. Be genuine. Yeah. Um, but I, it just feels like, you know, he's articulating after games, like his frustration with thing, plays he's missed, things that have happened. I don't know that we got that much insight from him. And I don't know if that's just a comfort level that he felt like he couldn't do that with Zimmer and, and right. is all kind of buttoned up, but it just feels like he is being more of himself this year, which 
good. I mean, if, if that makes he's going to, if that means he's going to play better. Um, but I think we're seeing more of his frustration and more um, kind of second guessing himself over things that have happened in the game that he didn't hit. Yeah. And I bet O'Connell deep down is chopping at the bit to get a quarterback if he can, that, that they draft and that he can mold. Uh, but, but I, but I give both of them credit for making this work and, and yes, their conversations were animated, but they didn't appear to be like contentiously bad. Not, not that, not like screaming at each other, you know? right? <laughs> but just the frustration of it not working coming out, both of them trying, you know, in the heat of the moment, just saying whatever they're saying, but not, not like a screaming match. Like, yeah, not contentious or anything like that. So. Offensively, I'm going to give you two two players. I talked about one before at the bye that their usage surprises me. KJ Osborne, I thought he yeah. would get more. He he caught the huge touchdown, but besides that, has not really been seen or heard from too much. And yeah. the second one is Dalvin Cook in the passing game, which I thought was going to be a thing, and it really hasn't been. Those two things surprise me because I thought they, that they were two things O'Connell would lean on to a certain point and it doesn't seem like it's happened. Yeah. Part of it is, uh, I just don't think they're getting as much out of the offense. So you're not getting as many plays. <laughs> so yeah. that, that part of when you have 10, three and outs, there's just so many plays. That was one game, but, um, you know, if the offense was more efficient and you're scoring more and you're getting more plays, maybe Osborne would have a bigger role in that. Um, but with where they're at now, I think it's, it's definitely been a concerted effort to get Jefferson as many touches as possible. And then I think um, we're starting to see more of Dalvin as he's getting healthy. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Dalvin catch thing, you know, we started to see it more from uh, Madison the, the previous yeah. week where we saw him as a third down back. Uh, was it Detroit or whoever it was? Chicago. You're right. Or Chicago. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but, but again, I, I think it's, if this offense can be more consistent and sustain drives more, maybe those uh, periphery guys get more involvement than what we're seeing right now. So the defense has been weird, Chipper, because they, they are actually allowing uh, 19 points basically per game, which, by the way, you would take it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the eye test, they often don't pass. So w- when they come back from the bye, what's your confidence – that they can improve a bit or like, like the offense as bad as the dolphins game was, I still think that there's just room for, for gradual growth there. The yeah. defense, I can't decide, but I, but because they, of the points per game, I wonder if we're too down on them at times. Well, that's the thing. It's like, we keep saying, man, this defense is struggling and they're vulnerable, but then they're, you know, they pitch a shutout in the second half. Yeah. You know, they hold that now. Granted, they're they're not facing the Dolphins offense that you know we thought was going to be the high score. Speaking of which, just it, was it me or just it looked like Teddy Bridgewater was playing in slow motion. It yeah, just it, felt like it, uh, it, no. It I think he was, you know, it felt like he was a step behind us. You know, coming back from concussion, just felt like he was so slow out there. But um, but the defense is opportunistic. Like that's what I'm saying. It's like every time you think they're playing bad, they get a, a turnover or a big stop or a sack, and then. You look up and it's like, you know, they only they only get up seven points in the second half. That's pretty darn good. And so mm-hmm. I think this is who they are. I think that's what we're going to see that at times they give up some plays, but 
they also have guys that, you know, Zadarius Smith was a wrecking <laughs> one man wrecking crew. Uh, we we started to see that. That uh, I I didn't see the PFF. Did did they blitz more? It felt like they brought more pressure differently than yeah, what we see from Donatell. Yes, and they got a ton of pressure. It might have been just my perception because the Dolphins' offensive line was under siege the whole game. They were right. backpedaling with um, But I thought we saw Zedaria Smith make have the impact that we thought he would. Um, Harrison Smith played really well, with, you know. So it's Patrick Peterson played great Patrick against Peterson, the Dolphins. Yeah, he was terrific. Um, so I, Jed, I think. Um, I think we're probably saying, thinking that they're worse than that they're really playing. Yeah. But I think there's, they're going to give up plays, right? Because it's just, just how it's going to be. But um, if they can hold, if they hold that average at 19 points, they will, they'll definitely take that. Yeah. It's just surprising because the, the uh, yards against definitely, in the passing game, which is the underneath yeah. yards, which I think looks really bad. Like, I think yeah. it looks worse than, than it, it turns out to be. Uh, but there's just some uh, gaping flaws or holes there. Uh, but then to your point, you know, you get to red zone at points per game and it, it's not bad. It's weird. This team is definitely where I give them credit is overall, statistically, they are not impressive, but there yeah. have been enough situational areas that they're good in. That yeah. really that that we probably don't examine enough that lift lift them up and are a big reason why they've won f- five games. Yes, against not great teams, but to go back to your point, there's a ton of not great teams. Oh, that's, you know? I mean, yeah, I think like special teams. One game basically won them a game. Saints game, they were great. Uh, yeah, and that's funny. Sunday night, Jedi, or uh, Monday night, I was looking at the paper and just looking at the standings. I'm like, I guess I have the second best record in the NFL. Yes, and we think they're terrible. <laughs> like, you know, that's what—that's the perception. Like, how's this team doing? It's like, well, everybody's two and two or three and two and losing games. That you like, how did they? You know, it's it's like I think you know, obviously Buffalo and I think Kansas City. I think those two are premier teams. But you just look around; it's like there's so much mediocre, mediocre football, and so many games are ugly. Like the the yeah. Chiefs Bills tilt is not reflective at all of this league. Like, that was no. great. But that's not – those games don't – they probably take place, if you're lucky, once a month, but probably yeah. less than that. But that's what's weird about it, and that's why I, I really object to torturing records and saying, well, if you know, if, if Dalvin doesn't fumble against the Bengals and if Joseph makes that kick, because that's what these yeah. games all come down to. Yeah. So that goes it back is. to the Bill Parcells, you are what your record says you are. Yeah, and it's it's weird. Like I think we're all trying to find that magic bullet. Like, why is it happening this year? Where you lost them last year? Circumstances, man. I, I don't know if it's coaching, if it's guys just make plays this year, if it's you know it's better just, preparation. I think. Yeah, I don't know. It's, Late it's, game uh, heroics. Like I mean, those things. Like these. I'll I'll say this. This team is more disciplined. This team is more galvanized. Which which in situations like this is a big deal. Like I think so. O'Connell's done a lot of things that I applaud him for and give him credit. And this does not mean that Mike was a bad coach, but the last two years, Mike's expiration date had passed. And that's what happened. Someday Kevin O'Connell's expiration date will have passed as well. Yeah. And it's interesting to hear just the difference in mood and vibe with guys like last year just felt like, you know, a torturous walk (laughs) week after week. And this, you know, 
what was it the quote from Dalvin? You know, I, I love coming to work every day. And yep. I mean, you could tell these guys and winning. Yeah, listen, if you start winning these games, the mood changes dramatically, right? But it's it. I don't think it's just one thing that's allowing them to win games, these close games. Whereas last year they lost them. I think it's a combination of probably eight or nine things. Yep, I agree completely. And and you know the thing too is if, if you watch on on the Vikings website O'Connell's post game stuff, he never focuses on what went wrong. He focuses yeah. on and and I feel like Zim, crusty Zim by the end would be like, yeah, we were lucky or that's a, but, but you know, O'Connell does a marvelous job of basically, and he's right. He basically yeah. encapsulates. This is what this league is about. And you need to find a way to win the, these games. And right now they are. And I mean, you yeah. got the Cardinals next Washington after that. I, I mean, if you do this right, uh, going up to Buffalo, you can stack more wins. Well, that's, you know, and we talked so much about last week or week before, uh, how circumstances and timing in the NFL is everything. You know, if you play a healthy Dolphins team on the road when it's a thousand degrees hotter on your sideline than the other, it kept getting hotter. You know, that, that I so know. Blue. It was but hilarious. You're probably not going to win that game, right? The odds are not great, but because you get, you know, which they may have benefited from the third stringer going out and having to play Teddy because that guy was starting to, uh, Whatever his name, I can't even remember his name. Skyler was, Thompson. Skyler Thompson. He was slinging it around there early. Um, he was. But sir, take advantage of them, and they're doing that, you know. And so the Cardinals are a mess right now, you know. Whereas, you know, years past, you'd like, wow, this is going to be, you know, a tough game against Tyler I mean, so it, it's. Uh, I, I know if we 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 agonize watching these games on how it looks sometimes, and probably. Don't it, you know, fans maybe not enjoying that they're fighting one as much because they are not running up and down the field. But I just, I just think that's how the NFL is right now. Yes. Yeah. We're always, it's weird in sports. Um, and I'm guilty of this as much as the next guy. You're always trying to look for style points. Like what, what does the game look like? And ultimately in football, you're not going to get them. It's hard though. Cause you like, you watch their, uh, I mean, I, I completely understand too. Cause it's, when you're watching their offense against Miami, you're like, ah, don't worry. This is good. They're all right. They're good. They're, I mean, no, it's like, what is going on? This is terrible. You right. know, they, they look like they can't do anything right. So, I mean, it's okay to do that and just say, like, what's going on? Because, you know, you, you want them to look uh, efficient and, you know, like yes. and not have to have 10 three and out. Think about it. It was, it was 10 three and outs, right? Yeah. And Kirk, Check, and- 10 three and outs and won a game. Yeah. Well, the poor kid. <laughs> Ryan Wright won special teams player of the week in the conference because he punted so damn much. Like, think about that. You got kickers. You got return yeah. men. And Ryan Wright, a punter, won it because the poor guy spent the whole – he was probably, you know, dehydrated beyond belief on the flight home. So you're right. It bombed that one seventy five yards. That was amazing. It was incredible. That oh, flipped um, the field. So, no, I, I mean, I totally understand when, you, like, when they're having these stretches, like, you know, like I said, two quarters where they're just playing horribly, you know, you're not going to sit there and be like, yeah, this is fine. This, you know, no, you're going to be, that's what you're supposed to, that's how you're supposed to react. But, um, but it, you know, but also understand that, you know what, every fan base is probably feeling this because this is how the NFL looks. Yep. Yeah. I, I would say, I would say off the top of my head, Philadelphia fans probably feel Buff- real good. Buffalo, Buffalo. fans. 
say Kansas, Chiefs too. Kansas City. Yeah. And beyond that, it's a muddled mess. I mean, the Jets are what four and two. The Giants yeah. are five and one. The Vikings are five and one. I think Giants fans probably feel that way because they, you know, new coach. Same. They're probably feeling the same way as the. And I haven't uh, watched any of their games to see how they're winning. Yeah. But five and one with the new coach, I'm sure they're ecstatic too. Here's the only problem with them: if they become convinced Daniel Jones is their guy, well, yeah, because they didn't pick up the fifth year option and they sign him long term. If I'm a Giants fan. That makes me at least a little bit tentative. Where yeah. with the Vikings, the Kirk thing is playing out now. Like, it's just going to play out. Yeah, and it's, you know, at least for the uh, short-term future here, two years, whatever it's going to be, that he's the guy, and you're not thinking, okay. At some point, there's a new guy coming down, the you know, yeah. after him. So there's a, an expiration date of whatever it is, a couple years. So post-buy now, what is your expectation here? Like, like what, what have you, if, if you have reevaluated to when it comes to the Vikings? Yeah, I mean, I, Judd, I think I picked them to win, I think I said nine and eight. Um, uh, yeah, I said nine and eight. I, I would up that now. I would, I, they definitely look like a double digit um, team, knowing how the division looks, how the rest of the schedule looks. Uh, I, I feel like they should be a double-digit team win or win team, um, playoff team. And I, I want to see the offense just start to to have more rhythm to it and more uh, big pass plays, more explosiveness, more consistency. And I think it will come – again, I, I do think it's, it's – you know, it's not an excuse, but I do think it's growing pains. I really do. I don't think it's a personnel thing. I think it's a growing pains thing. Packers cooked, do you think? It's early, but it's early, but they're a mess. I they mean, look dysfunctional. It, it, it doesn't, you know, you never write off Rodgers and and then and you know this early, but it it has that vibe like yeah, this thing's gonna fall apart, you know. Um, yeah, it looks it looks like a mess right now. Yep. Yeah. All right, sir, take us out with Rocky Top. Rocky Top, you'll always be home sweet home to me. Good old Rocky Top. Woo! Rocky Top, Tennessee.